My name is Henny, and welcome to Morning Meditation. so sick you wouldn't believe it I've been sick for about four weeks now and I've been taking a lot of time off work they're not happy and yeah just makes me realize that I wish I can just be in recovery all the time I'm a very recovery oriented person I like to feel peaceful I like to contemplate and, you know, go inside and really investigate my personality and my connection with the earth. Really airy, fairy, hippie, dippy shit. I just really enjoy it. If you've been following my blog, Modern Shaman, you would see that I post a lot on religious, spiritual text and just viewpoints and worldviews I find to be very interesting. I made this wonderful ginger honey tea. Um, So I use ginger syrup. I take one lemon hull and I dissolve it in some hot water. So whenever I get sick like this and I deal with chronic illness, for me, I always look for the psychic root of the illness. I've always been... The way I look at medical pathology, I usually start from that question, like what's going on spiritually. It's just, I was raised with those myths and those cultural symbols, and what I study really validates that as well. So I thought to myself, you know what, something that always eases my soul is reading about Chinese philosophy, from Chan Buddhism to Taoism. You can probably already hear it in my voice. It's been such a pillar for me. And I'm very grateful to, and this might sound strange, but I'm very grateful to be living in a dimension, in a place where I can absorb these great ideas. And one translator that I can depend on always is a man named Thomas Clary. Now, Thomas Clary graduated from Harvard University. He got his PhD in, I think, was it Chinese languages and comparative religion? And if you go on his Wikipedia page, so his name is spelled Thompson, T-H-O-M-A-S, last name Clary, which is C-L-E-A-R-Y. So while I was going through Modern Shaman, figuring out which post to reblog for the 10th time. I came across excerpts from a book that I absolutely adore. It's titled The Way of the World 
Readings in Chinese Philosophy, edited and translated by Thomas Cleary. Really beautiful co cover of a person sitting on a cliff just looking out into nature and yeah, there's a lot of gems in this. So I'm opening it up now and I was reading the introduction. And I fell in love with it all over again. So I'm going to read one of the stories from this works. So he has 10 different pieces that he's translated. The first one's called Inner Work from Guanzi. Number two, Mental Arts 1 from Guanzi. Number three, Mental Arts 2 from Guanzi. Number four, Purifying the Mind from Guanzi. Number five, Interpreting Lao Han Fei. Han Fei, wow. Number six, Taking Lessons from Lao, also by Han Fei. Number seven, and the one that I'll be reading today, The Fisherman and the Woodcutter by Xiao Yang. Number eight, the Man of Deer Gate, A Letter from Retirement by Pai Rihu. Number nine, Yang Shi's Silk Text by Zhang Sheng Ying. Please forgive my pronunciation of Chinese names. And number 10, Wen Shi's Classic on Reality. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope the narration of the story brings you uh, some peaceful comfort as it has brought me and enjoy. The Fisherman and the Woodcutter by Xiao Yang. A fisherman said to a woodcutter, When the world is on the verge of order, people invariably value conduct. When the world is on the verge of chaos, people invariably value talk. When people value conduct, then the trend of the time is to sincerity and genuineness. When people value talk, then the trend of the times is to falsehood and deception. When the world is on the verge of order, people invariably value justice. When the world is on the verge of chaos, People value profit. When they value justice, the trend of the times is to be deferential. When they value profit, the trend of the times is to be predatory. Those who value conduct invariably get interested in justice. Those who value talk invariably get interested in profit. How distant justice and profit are from each other. Obviously, talking about something 
isn't comparable to personally practicing it. And practicing it personally isn't comparable to fulfilling it in the mind. When you talk about something, people can hear it. When you personally act on it, people can see it. When you fulfill it in your mind, spirits apprehend it. If even human intelligence cannot be deceived, how about spiritual intelligence? So we know that having nothing to be ashamed of in what we say is not as good as having nothing to be ashamed of in what we do, and having nothing to be ashamed of in what we do is not as good as having nothing to be ashamed of in our thoughts. It is harder to be impeccable in our persons than to be impeccable in our words. It is harder to be impeccable in our minds than to be impeccable in our persons. If we are impeccable in mind, then what difficulty is there? The fisherman said to the woodcutter, Such is the grand scale of strategy and adaption that none but sages can comprehend. Only through adaption do you know the waxing and waning of heaven and earth. Only through strategy do you know relative importance in the world. Waxing and waning refer to opportunity. Relative importance refers to business. Times may be prohibitive or stable. Business may bring loss or gain. If leaders don't know how to negotiate the vagaries of opportunities for loss and gain, how can they know what strategy can accomplish? Adaption is working with waxing and waning. Strategy is dealing with relative importance. Strategy and adaption are included in the science of leadership. The fisherman asked the woodcutter, Is there any end to petty people? The woodcutter said, No. Princely people are born with positive, balanced mentalities, while petty people are born with negative, unbalanced mentalities. Just as positivity doesn't come about, but for negativity, if there were no petty people, there would be no princely people. However, there is fluctuation therein. When positivity is 60%, the negativity is 40%. When negativity is 60%, then positivity is 40%. When negativity and positivity are half and half, then each is 50%. From this we know that princely people and petty people have their seasons of waxing and waning. In an orderly era, princely people are 60%. When princely people are 60%, then petty people are 
and so certainly cannot overwhelm princely people. In a chaotic era, it is the opposite of this. Princely people normally act better than they say, while petty people speak better than they act. So, in an orderly time, there are many sincere and genuine people, while in a chaotic time, there are multitudes of superficial and pretentious people. When the sincere and genuine are in the minority, they cannot achieve things. When superficial and pretentious people are in the minority, they cannot spoil things. When achievement predominates, the nation thrives. When failure predominates, the nation perishes. Families also prosper or perish for the same reasons. What a vast difference there is between those who cause nations and families to thrive and those who cause nations and families' demise. The woodcutter asked the fisherman, What people call talent has both benefit and harm? How is that? The fisherman said, Talent is one thing, benefit and harm diverge. There are those whose talents are balanced, and those whose talents are unbalanced. Those whose talents are balanced benefit other people, and this extends to themselves. Those whose talents are imbalanced benefit themselves, but harm others in the process. The woodcutter asked, If it's unbalanced, how can you call it talent? The fisherman said, If someone can do what others cannot, how can you not call that talent? The reason that sages regret the difficulty of talent is that those who can accomplish the work of the world and balance it are rare. If one cannot restore balance, her talents may be talent, but it would be hard to speak of her humanity. For example, it is like medicine treating disease. Sometimes toxic medicine is also used. It may be used once, but not repeatedly. If the illness remits, the administration of the toxic medicine is immediately stopped. If it is not stopped, then it will kill the person. Ordinary medicine may be used daily, but they cannot cure serious diseases. A toxin that can expel serious illness without harming the patient has always been considered good medicine. The I Ching says, Great lords have a mandate to found nations and perpetuate families. Petty people are not to be employed. When the times are peaceful and government is stable, it is counterproductive to employ them. The classic of poetry says, The rocks of those mountains may be quarried for jade. This seems to refer to the talents of small people. The woodcutter said to the fisherman, 
The woodcutter said to the fisherman, I do understand that the rise and demise of nations and the imbalance and balance of talents are matters of destiny. So why not select the people to employ? The fisherman said, It is the ruler who selects her ministers, yet it is the ministers who select their ruler. The intelligent and the ignorant act in accord with their kind. It is inevitable that sagacious rulers will have sagacious ministers, while decadent rulers will have decadent ministers. If sagacious ministers lived in a decadent society, that is like decadent ministers living in a sagacious society, they will certainly not be employed. Even if they wanted to make trouble or promote prosperity, could they indeed do so? What the upper classes like, the lower classes will invariably like, as if reflecting or echoing them. Why would it be necessary to compel or induce them to be that way? If the upper classes like justice, the lower classes will like justice and the unjust will stay away. If upper classes are fond of profit, the lower classes will be fond of profit, and those who do not profiteer will stay away. When those who like profit are the majority, the empire wanes day by day. When those who like justice are the majority, the empire flourishes day by day. Flourishing day by day means thriving. Waning day by day means perishing. Are thriving and perishing so remote? It's all a matter of what those on top like. Indeed, when have petty people ever been absent, even in orderly times, and when have majestic people ever been absent, even in times of chaos? But if they are not employed, how can good or bad be done? The woodcutter said, Good people are always a minority, while people who are not good are always a majority. Eras of order are usually rare, while chaotic times are generally common. How do you know this is so? The fisherman said, By observing it in things, what is not the way? For example, in the case of food grains, even if we weed them, there will be some that don't sprout, whereas with reeds, They'll grow without any weeding, and even if you try to get rid of them by weeding, you couldn't. From this I know that the ways of princely people and petty people have their own sources. When majestic people see good, they rejoice. When they see what is not good, they keep away. When petty people see good, they are jealous of it. And when they see what is not good, 
they are delighted. Good and bad each come from their type. When majestic people see good, they take to it. And when they see what is not good, they avoid it. When petty people see good, they avoid it. And when they see what is not good, they take to it. When majestic people see duty, they move. When they see profit, they stay put. When petty people see duty, they stay put. But when they see profit, they move. To move on duty profits others. To move on profit injures others. How far apart helping and harming others are. Families and nations are the same in that they thrive when there are always more majestic people than petty people, and they perish when there are always more petty people than majestic people. Those who leave because of the predominance of majestic people are petty people, while those who leave on account of the predominance of petty people are majestic people. Majestic people like enlivening. Petty people like killing. When there is preference for life, then society is orderly. When there is a predilection for killing, then society is chaotic. Princely people like justice, while petty people like profit. In an orderly society, there is a predilection for justice, while in a chaotic society, there is a predilection for profit. The pattern is the same. When the fisherman was finished talking, the woodcutter said, I've heard that the sage leader Fuji lived in antiquity. Today, I feel like I've met him face to face. The Fisherman and the Woodcutter by Xiao Yang From the book, The Way of the World, Readings in Chinese Philosophy, edited and translated by Thomas Clary.